Welcome to Jackie's Groove. Hey, this is Jackie Bertoni, brought to you by Intertalk Radio Network. You're into all things music. Second show of Emerging Mondays. We're pretty excited about this, man. We've been getting a great cross-section from all the big, uh, the who's who of the industry, actually reaching out and saying, hey, we really appreciate you reaching out to the younger cats. Because, you know, remember at one time we were the younger cats, and we were blessed by having people pay it forward for us. So uh, we're proud here at Intertalk Radio and what we're doing. So with that said... Got his young brother that's coming on the show today that's going to be in my studio. Uh, his name is Jake Allen, and that's uh, you can reach him at jakeallenmusic.com. Uh, we're going to talk in depth about his career and also his new album coming out soon. So with that said, I want everybody to welcome with open arms and open ears to Jackie's Groove. Please welcome my new brother, musical brother, Mr. Jake Allen. Jake, welcome to Jackie's Groove. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, you know, I wanted to ask you a question, brother, because my wife and I were listening earlier to the music. Um, she um, had a good question. I'm going to ask this too. What would you consider? Well, how would you? Which is genre of your music? Would you say that fits the title for what you do? That is a good question. I'm actually um, trying to really, really figure out the official name for that right now. Um, I would kind of categorize it as ethereal progressive indie rock. <laughs> I know that's kind of a okay. mouthful, but uh, all no, of but that's all cool, of those though, types man. of elements. Hey, Jake, how old are you? Uh, I am 28 years old. I've got underwear older than you, so that's a good thing, man. And uh, <laughs> But, but you know, we got to get some you know, ideas now. Now, you are in the, uh, a Michigan boy, correct me if I'm wrong, and tell the listeners and get a little back yeah. where you were born and raised. Yeah, I'm from a small town in northern Michigan called Grayling, which uh, there's not a lot going on there. It's kind of a, uh, a hunting and fishing village, I suppose, um, kind of a tourist stop for people. Mm-hmm. Who are coming up to the woods to get away from the downstate lifestyle. Um, right. So, kind of pretty quiet as far as um, any kind of music scene going on. The closest thing we really have is a town called Traverse City, uh, which there are actually there's an abundance of great artists coming out of that area. But um, overall, where I'm from, it's uh, it's kind of in the backwoods. <laughs> well, you know, and and so basically, let me just kind of get this straight. Now, growing up in the uh, the Allen household. Um, what was coming through the speakers of the Allen House? So what were your mom and dad into, and what were you, quote-unquote, forced to listen to growing up? <laughs> That's a good question, because it probably does indicate why my music sounds like what it sounds like. Um, so my dad kind of raised me on progressive music like Yes and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer and uh, Genesis and kind of mm-hmm. those prog rock bands from the 60s and 70s that really were the, the trailblazers and progressive music. So um, I started out listening to stuff like that, and, and my dad was a 
well, still is a, a keyboard player, a really great pianist and B3 organist. And um, so he was always listening to that in the car, and I, I took a liking to it. I was never really forced to listen to anything. Cool. I just okay. kind of okay. you know, went by what, what he was listening to in the car. And then, mm-hmm. and then when I was about 13, um, I discovered Nine Inch Nails, and uh, he wasn't happy about it at the time. <laughs> he was, uh, so I was kind of into all this really intricate, crazy, progressive music that I was, that I was translating into um, what I was doing with the keyboard at the time, my first instrument. And then all of a sudden, um, I was listening to uh, more artistic kind of uh, right. straight, well, not necessarily straight ahead, but um, stuff that wasn't as musically uh, technical. So at the time, it seemed a little strange that I would switch to that genre of music as far as listening. But I think both of those kind of the the creative productions of music like um, Nine Inch Nails and um, mm-hmm. honestly, I was I was going as far as Marilyn Manson at the time. <laughs> so like these kind well, of dark artists. Right. Um, but then also I was still listening to, you know, Yes and Emerson Lake and Palmer. And it was kind of a very weird uh, uh juxtaposition of music that I was listening to and honestly I think both of them kind of found their way into my craft and shaped um, a lot of the sounds that I came up with in my own music so it kind of uh, kind of turned into this this weird kind of genre that kind of crosses from all over the map right I, c- I can only imagine um, you know a label artist uh, label interest I should say trying to figure out when the hell are we going to put this where are we going to do it but at the same time too it could be a great situation because if we ever go back to music stores you remember those things right um, you know it's <laughs> yes. you know it's it, everything was broken out into a genre's uh, style of music um, you know not just one category of rock you know punk etc so uh, you, you probably you know filled your own niche that way of uh, giving everybody a choice of where to uh, to where to classify your music you know you mentioned the fact that you're 28 years old, but man, this, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, obviously you said your father was a, is a musician, but the fact is you started dabbling in keyboards, synthesizers and so on and so forth at the age of five. What the hell did you know at the age of five? I mean, were you, were you that enthralled with music at that or was just something new to put your fingers on? Uh, really? I mean, the, the thing I was most interested in at that time was recording because my dad had a studio in the basement, mm-hmm. um, where we grew up and, uh, I was always just like so intrigued by being able to capture something that I was doing on an instrument uh, in the studio and listen to it back. And uh, so so that was kind of what drove me to start playing, actually, was the idea of recording. And um, keyboards were what happened to be around at the time, given my dad's, you know, choice of instruments. So Mm -hmm. um, I just started really messing around and it was it was really just about having fun. And um, I never really never really saw a future in it per se until until I was probably about 13 or 14 and started picking up other instruments and started realizing that Mm -hmm. I wanted to actually make music for a living. Let me, let me ask this question because I'm going to, I'm going to have that look in front of you. Is that crystal ball that's sitting in front of you right now? What is Jake Allen? What are you, what are you planning now current, uh, current day and also in the future what are you going to try to bring to the industry that's not out there already? Well, I think um, I think I'm going to be bringing a uh, a level of severe authenticity for sure. Cool. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't try to um, to categorize my music into a particular market like we were talking about earlier. It's kind right. of just uh, 
this weird, um, you know, whatever ends up on the canvas is, is what I'm, what I'm putting out there and whatever feels good at the time. Um, so, I mean, my background now is really, um, is, is much more geared, geared towards acoustic guitar and finger style guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was about 19, I became hip to an artist called Michael Hedges and, um, some other great finger style guitar players. Um, and my music kind of took a turn and started being very acoustic guitar driven. Um, so with that being the case now, I'm kind of meshing that with what I've been doing my whole life, which is, um, trying to make unique productions in the studio. So it's kind of this finger style guitar overlaid on top of this backdrop of progressive music slash interesting production, interesting sounds. Um, so it's really meshing this kind of colorful side with this very technical music side. So I'm, I'm really, it's, it's hard for me to, to find an artist that it actually sounds like. I'm, I'm not really aiming to try to Good. emulate any, any other kinds of artists. It's, um, it's very much true to what's, what's, uh, deep inside me musically, I suppose. So I would just say authenticity first and foremost is, um, what, what I'm offering as an artist. You know, and, and that's so cool because, you know, everybody here at uh, Intertalk Radio, not only are we professionals, radio people also, but we're also first and foremost musicians. The bumper music you hear coming in at the top of my music, uh, top of my show, uh, that actually is on base, the CEO of the corporation, uh, Florentino Buenaventura, a gentleman you just spoke to a little while ago, Paul, our COO and the master engineer. That's him on guitar and myself on percussion. So we try to keep it real and keep it all, you know, um, in the circle, the warmth of it. In fact, I was asking Paul before we went on, have you had a chance to listen to Jake's music? He goes, yeah. He goes, the songs that we came up with, Paul's an amazing guitarist. I'm not blowing smoke up his ass, but he's a great guitarist. So uh, you guys may want to chop it up offline or whatever itself, but he's uh, he's listening in, obviously, as we speak. You know, I want you to underst- uh, I want you to check out something. I was looking at your touring uh, schedule, and I want to say I'm, I'm proud of you as a young brother, man, because I've talked to, you know, all the heavy duties in the industry. We just had Andy Summers on a couple of... Uh, uh, a couple months ago, you know, in his minutia, as they say, and uh, and uh, all the the who's who of the players, and I always ask this question to a lot of the uh, uh, all the old guys that are long in the tooth, like myself, about the fact of being a YouTube phenom. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not going to get back on my soapbox, but I'm 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 proud of you, man, and I I love the fact that you're going out and you're getting door slammed in your face, you're getting cut up, and you're getting beat up and bruised because. You got to become a road dog, man, if you want any longevity or any relevance in this industry. I particularly don't, and I believe 100%, that sitting in front of a monitor and singing, singing to a uh, karaoke-style music in the background, it, 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 it's not going to happen, guys. It's very rare, and uh, you got to get out there and get kicked in the ass. Do you like um, touring? I mean, have you started out everybody cruising around in one car and then... Uh, emulating what it's going to be like when you get in those big tour buses. I mean, how far uh, uh, how far advanced are you and the band um, at this point in your career? Um, good question. That's actually it's actually kind of a weird situation right now because um, I'm in the I'm in the process of putting a band back together. So in the studio, I play everything myself um, mm-hmm. and I, I make these records on my own and then I, I do put a band together and we go out and tour it. Uh, it's been a while since I've toured with the full band and I've been mainly touring acoustically. And, um, I've also just, uh, just 
gone on the road with a band called the Accidentals out of Traverse City, Michigan, and their tour schedule is absolute insanity. They play, uh, I think last year they played 260 dates, um, which is just unreal. I mean, they they were uh, they were awarded by bands in town as the the artist who played the most shows in 2016. Um, so going out with them on the road, I've been mainly doing my acoustic. Uh, show, which is, uh, it's been awesome. And I'm all, I'm also playing in their band too. I'm playing guitar and keyboards in their band, which has been a pleasure, but, um, we've been hitting it really hard this year. And we started out with a tour to South by Southwest where cool. we did 10 showcases. And, um, then we did a, uh, a good stint in Colorado and a bunch of stuff in the Midwest. Um, next week we're going to New York city. We're playing, um, venue there called the Mercury lounge. And, um, doing some stuff in Pennsylvania and in this kind of uh, East Coast area. So um, as far as what's happening right now, um, it's very much acoustic-based. Um, and as this new album starts to emerge in the fall here, and um, I go out and push that, I'm going to be bringing the band back out on the road. And um, every time I get the band together, it's uh, it's it, it's a little bit of a different incarnation. There's... Uh, there's players who, who who have been there through the whole thing, and then sometimes people will get swapped out, and um, it's just kind of uh, a collective of um, what what great musicians I can find at the time who want to go out on the road and, and tour with me. And so far, I've been really fortunate to to find the players that I have, and I've had right. the honor of playing alongside some some really great musicians from Northern Michigan, and um, they love getting out on the road. <laughs> they love getting out of Northern Michigan. Do you chart your music, um, or how much rehearsal time is spent with these guys itself once you're getting acclimated with them at first? Is it charted, or are you guys just kind of winging it and going uh, hour by hour to get the music together? Um, it's not. I don't. I don't have any charts that I give to anybody. It's there has been a situation where I was working with a drummer who requested charts, so I did. Uh, I did make some charts up uh, for him, but for the most part. I'm very hands-on when it comes to uh, working with the band members, and I'm usually just teaching them the songs, sitting there with them on um, whatever instrument they're playing and, and walking through step-by-step step, uh, how everything's going through any song. And then, um, you know, it's also a lot of homework on their part um, because the music is it's pretty complex. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things to remember, and a lot of different tunings, which... Uh, <laughs> which is the main kind of uh, obstacle to try to get around uh, is working with all these different tunings. And um, so it's, it's pretty hands-on. It has been for the most part. You know, and when you, I was looking at your tour schedule and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you were uh, already in Nashville area or you're heading out that way. Um, next time you're out in this area, in fact, I want you to write this name down. He said he's a young brother. He's actually your age. Um, okay. I used to hold, I used to hold him in my arms as a baby, man. His name is Dylan McDonald. And that's D-Y-L-A-N McDonald. Now, the last name is really familiar because his father is Michael McDonald. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, and so Dylan has got his own band called Dylan McDonald and the Avians. Very much okay. in the vibe of your music, which is very, very cool. And, and uh, it's, uh, he sounds nothing like his dad. He actually sounds more like his mom, Amy, and, um, it, which is amazing. So kind of check out that vibe also if you're in that area. Um, vibe out. He's always playing in, in Nashville and surrounding areas itself. If you do that, give me a call. We'll exchange numbers. And I definitely want you to hook up with this young brother. I mean, you guys are virtually the same age. and It's very cool. And your music is very, very close also. And uh, I think you guys can get to oh. 
it'd be kind of a cool situation. You know, and let me ask you this question in this last minute and 46 seconds of the first, you see how fast these segments go by. So, but I want to ask you this question. In fact, I'm not going to ask it, Phil. I'll kind of give you a preface right now and an overview. I want to find out, you already mentioned Michael Hedges and so on, but we also mentioned what dad turned you on to. But I want to find out currently, if I was to hijack your iPhone or your music player, what is Jake Allen listening to today, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, but don't answer that question now. I want you to think about some questions also. And two, talking about the new album coming out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the uh, your third outage? Uh, will this be the third album coming out? Um. Yes. Yes, it will. Okay. Cool. And uh, and and also too, we want to extend the olive branch also to you. What we do is we have these interviews, and then all of a sudden, three or four months later, the new uh, program comes out. The new album comes out. We're going to welcome you back, man. And we're going to we're we're all about. Um, you know, keeping the young brothers and sisters up there. And so we can help you promote this album in any way. Um, uh, Florentino and Paul will reach out to you, and we'll do what we got to do to make it happen. So with that said, guys, I want everybody once again to go back to uh, the Internet and go to Jake Allen Music. That's J-A-K-E-A-L-L-E-N music.com. And also on Facebook, you can check them out there also. And basically everything about Jake Allen uh, you wanted to know but were afraid to ask is there for you. And uh, And follow this young cat, man. I mean, it's, again, too... You know, to know where you're going in music is to know where you have to start. And we're going to talk more about uh, how much influence the older artists have played in Jake's um, Jake's career. So with that said, um, you guys, I want everybody to relax, sit back. Um, in these uh, last 12 seconds, uh, this is Jackie Bertoni, Jackie's Groove, brought to you by Intertalk Radio Network. You're into all things music. And we're talking to this young brother in the industry. His name is Jake Allen. And so, Jake, when we get back, we're going to pick it up on segment number two. So you guys don't want to go anywhere. Get yourself a beverage, and we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Stay tuned. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio, to sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Intertalk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. The Moyer Entertainment Group, in conjunction with Dario, Radio Airplay, and Looploft, is keeping music in our local schools and presenting local talent to the world through the Temecula Valley Music Awards. Submissions for entry into the TVMA 2017 season are now open in all genres, including a youth category for artists under 18 for the October 7th Star Studded Awards Show, where 100% of the proceeds go towards supporting local music education in the Temecula Valley. Details, tvmawards.org. Make this your vinyl night. I'm John J.R. Robinson, and every week, music creation comes alive through stories, experiences, and sounds when vinyl records filled our hearts and minds. My friends and I share our tips and techniques used in creation of iconic tracks for recording artists such as Michael Jackson, Eric Clapton, Quincy Jones, and Steve Winwood, to name a few. 
Vinyl has emerged hot, and the soul of vinyl defines art and passion, which burns deepest at night. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on entertalkradio.com. Todd Zuckerman from the rock band Sticks, and you're listening to my pal Jackie Bertoni on Jackie's Groove. Groove on, motherfuckers. <laughs> Jackie's Groove. Come journey with us through the rhythm of the music business with your host, Jackie Bertoni. Welcome back to segment number two of Jackie's Groove. This is Jackie Bertoni brought to you by Intertalk Radio Network. You're into all things music. You guys do yourselves a favor and do us a favor. Please reach out to your computer and your iPhone, your smartphone, or your Android and uh, download our easy-to-use navigate application called Intertalk Radio. Two words, Intertalk, second one, radio. You can take Jackie's Groove and the plethora of our other shows on our network on the go with you when you can't listen to us live. So with that said, hey, man, we are live right now. We're talking to this young brother in the industry. His name is Jake Allen. And I got to tell you, man, you talk about a cross-section of music. That song we just came in on the second set, Jake, give us the genesis of that, man. I mean, you talk about complete opposite of the first song we played. Talk to me about that song. Yeah. Um, well, the the songs, they kind of all tie together with this, like, weird, floaty, ethereal vibe. But um, that song in particular that you just played a clip of is called Lascivious. And it's it's much more in the progressive uh, rock vein, I suppose. It's uh, it's one of those weird time signature kind of technical grooves, and um, it's it's also one of the songs that uh, I played harp on for the first time, which is a new a new th- instrument for this record. Um, but also another another thing that ties all of these tracks together. But yeah, the music is very diverse uh, in terms of. Um, technicality and it's just, some songs will be very technical and some songs are a little more driven by uh right. more commercial or mainstream approaches but tied together with this uh this ethereal kind of sound i suppose yeah you, and you said in the last segment that you when you go in the studio you're in by yourself and you're playing all the instruments which is very very cool then you can be the asshole to yourself as the producer the engineer <laughs> and so on hey are you a slave to logic or pro tools or have you in your young life ever had a chance to go into a major studio with an SSL Neve board and an Ampeg, um, you know, two-inch reel? Have you had the opportunity to record in your young uh, young age anything analog? Or are you a slave to the digital world? Um, well, like I said, I started out in my father's studio, which right. um, at the time was all analog. Um, actually, I take that back. I came in, I, c- I kind of came into the game in, in the time of the DA38 tape machine. So it was uh, that sure. tape. Um, and then we moved over to a, a solid state digital recorder. Um, so I haven't really worked with like, you know, the old, uh, tape machines, like the, the Studios or Ampex or anything like that, or the, right, right. the two inch stuff. I haven't gotten that analog, but I did start out with, um, you know, using a, an analog board and all a- analog outboard compressors and mm-hmm. EQs and all of that type of gear. So I've, uh, I've done 
you know, kind of the nitty gritty, very hands-on stuff. And honestly, I just got into Pro Tools about five years ago, and uh, I am I am now a slave to Pro Tools. Um, and that's okay, man. <laughs> and that's okay because you know, um, we're just going, talking about the aforementioned, we talked about on the last break. Um, uh, Dylan De, uh, McDonald, uh, his father Michael has a new album coming out called Open Wide on September the fifteenth, and uh, the uh, the radio drop you heard from my good friend of mine, Todd Zuckerman, the drummer from the group Sticks. Uh, they have their first album out. It came out last month called The Mission, their first album in the studio in 14 years because we're spending so much wow. time on the road. But the thing is, they recorded that in, in Nashville at this amazing studio called Blackbird. And they recorded mm-hmm. it. Michael, Michael McDonald and Sticks both recorded their albums 100% analog. And uh, I mean, I will tell you right now, I mean, on the, you know, in the digital world, there are so many plugins that can make everything so warm. You're not going to tell the difference anyways, but, you know, it's all based upon getting in there, knowing what you're doing. I mean, I'm listening to your music and I'm listening to this 28-year-old kid that sounds like, you know, you've got 40 years of, you know, of inspiration behind you. And with that said, since there is so much of a different genre or different styles of your music, I come over and I grab your iPhone or your Android or your music player. What am I going to be listening to when I put the headphones on and Jake's music? What what, what am I going to be sharing myself with? Mm, a, a, div, a very diverse uh, selection of music for sure. Right now I've been really getting into an artist called Ben Howard, um, okay. who uh, is a solo kind of acoustic, uh, very laid back, kind of dark sounding mm-hmm. artist. Um, but I've also been getting into a lot of... Um, a lot of classic Joni Mitchell records at the time too, and um, and really never letting go of that progressive influence. So there's a lot of Yes in there and Genesis and stuff like that. Um, so uh, yeah, a wide array of of different genres actually. Can you imagine how cool it's going to be? Let's go ahead and I'm just like to you know play the game here. Let's say I'm still blessed to be on the radio and we're knocking it dead, and all of a sudden I got this new guy on Emerging Mondays, and he says, yeah, man, he goes, you know, I've been really, really into this guy for, you know, for the last 20 years, his name is Jake Allen, and, you know, he's really been an inspiration to my music, you know, that's what we hope to do, man, because as I said before, you can do all this great touring around the world, which I've done, but when those lights go down and the audiences leave, it's done, you know what I mean, and then you go on to your next show on the road, I've blessed myself with being one of the top guys in the industry in the way of studio work, and it's so nice because even, you know, not to sound morbid, but when we're gone, the music that we've recorded on these massive hits are going to be around for you know years and years, hundreds of years past that, depending on where music's going to be. And with that kind of a lead-in here, when I talk about where music's going, where it's been, and where you know it should be, do you understand right now the industry where it's at? And have you educated yourself enough by your father to him him raise you by the how the music business was? You know, there's something that you guys miss. I'm not pointing fingers at you. And I say this on every interview. There's something that you're missing, which is called Tuesday Record Release at Tower Records or Amoeba or whatever the places were around Michigan. And there's something called a CD. And, you know, the millennials aren't buying music. And But when you hold that CD in your hand, and even a lot of the old guys, Michael McDonald's releasing his album, and I'm using the word album because he's actually releasing it on vinyl. Same with Sticks. And the fact of the matter is a thing called liner notes. And as a true musician, man, I got to tell you, I used to love, you know, in fact, I still do it today with uh, when I download music on iTunes. I go down, and a lot of the artists now are giving you digital downloads of their liner notes um, to, to give pay homage of who's playing, who was on Jake's music, who were the supporting, you know, musicians on there, where was it recorded, what was it used, you know, a special thank you from Jake to his mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? Something that you guys, Absolutely. you know, your age misses that. So with that said, um, talking to your dad now, um, 
I'm sure he educated you as much as he possibly could about the industry it was when we we're growing up in it. Do you understand where it's at right now, or do you even consider there is such a business, or is it in limbo? Are you optimistic or pessimistic at your young age about this industry? Um, well, honestly, I'm I'm pretty optimistic because it's so much it's so much more geared towards independent artists uh, mm -hmm. having a chance to do things right now. I mean, with the internet and the platforms out there, um, you know, you don't need uh, a major distributor or a, a record label to put out an album and get it out to millions of people anymore. I mean, it, it's really, it's really changed in that sense. So it's really about how much work you're going to put in to act as, um, as those entities would. Um, so it's, it's for me, I'm optimistic because, uh, I have a lot of time in, in the van right now to be on the computer and, uh, pretend that I am a marketing guru and uh, go out there and, be, and you have yeah. to do it. Yeah. I mean, as it said, and, um, you used to be able to, used to be able to hire a team that would do everything for you. And hopefully you would hire the right people to do the right thing for you. There's been more horror stories than there've been positive stories. You know, we, yeah. uh, and I just had on, uh, last week, um, Jay King, who was the innovator from one of the greatest bands in the eighties and nineties called club nouveau. Uh, their big hits were bill Withers. uh, uh, uh Let's see, what was it? Uh, their songs, Rumors, and Why You Treat Me So Bad, and Lean On Me. And, you know, I thought for sure he'd be, you know, he's older than I am. He's, he is so into today's music because the fact is, if you get screwed in today's business, you screwed yourself. Yeah. You know, and for not being on top of it all, you know, are, are people selling albums anymore? I'd like to believe they are because even now with Billboard, and with the RIAA, your album sales are contingent also on your views on on um, YouTube. I don't know if I believe in that at all, but it is what it is. Do you do you think in your young age that the industry will come back to the fact that there will be actual mechanics, people working on your side, or do you want to stay on top of it by yourself for the long run? Um, well, right. I mean, right now, the the main aim for me. Um, with the industry as it is, is kind of a hybrid mm -hmm. type of situation. Um, I'm in the process of trying to build a team that's uh, similar to how a, a record label would operate. So, you know, I'm okay. reaching out to um, publicists and, uh, you know, some distri distribution companies and things like that mm -hmm. to um, to try to uh, take advantage of, you know, the, the muscle that they have in those right. sections of the industry that, that actually do still really rely on people who who have histories and who have their foot in the door in the right places. Um, so yeah, kind of just a, a mix of both. And, uh, as far as the industry coming back, um, and kind of be being like it was before, I mean, I can only hope that, uh, there'll be, well, any, any independent artist can hope that there'll be a way to kind of, uh, police the, the situation and all of the, uh, pirating and stuff that's going on. Right. And, uh, kind of push it back into the vein of being able to make a decent living selling records. Um, but I mean, as it stands right now, uh, it's not looking like that's going right. to be the case. So for me, my mantra is, is make the best music that I can and make albums that still feel like, um, they have the value of an album you would buy in, you know, in the 1970s and, and make those packages and those liner notes and give it the value that it deserves because it does, it, it deserves, um, all of that attention to detail and all of the, 
all of the great things that come with opening a vinyl and, and smelling the the liner notes. Thank you. No, that's yeah, that, and that's man. perfect, man. That's perfect because you know on Howard Stern they always make fun of Gary Delabate because his collection of quote unquote vinyl. You know, I can tell right now. I can go in my spare gar- uh, garage and I've got just milk cartons, you know, lined up with vinyl and stuff, and I, I and with plastic covers on the outside of them. You know, and you know, and as a, a person, I don't want to consider myself an audiophilist, but the best music and the highest quality of music is put out on reel to reel. Then it's followed up by vinyl. Then it's followed up by you know smaller vinyl called CD, and so on. You know, the music out there, the stuff that I grew up with, which I grew up in a, a, a genre of Latin music, if you will, salsa, cumbia, uh, reggaeton, and so on. Currently, reggae music, and you've got to be diverse in your industry because if you want to be eclectic i think you have to have an influence and an influx of all different styles of music um with that said are there music are there styles of music out there that jake just doesn't care for period and be honest <laughs> um i mean i i guess i one thing is i i love the uh i've been to nashville a few times and um kind of have seen firsthand kind of some of the country music scene i don't really particularly care for country music but okay. i i love the people of the scene right. <laughs> i love the way that that scene kind of operates um i guess overall genre wise i would say uh you know country and 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 rap i can't really okay. i can't really find a foothold in for myself personally i see where it has value to other people but um mm-hmm. it's not something that you'll find on on my playlist so and and, and i want to ask this question also because a lot of people have made you know a huge living uh, my my good friend Warren G. Um, he sampled a song from Michael McDonald called "I Keep Forgetting" on his um, yeah. song called "Regulator." You know, Regulator. There's a list that go- yeah, there's a list that goes down the line. I mean, that's actually Michael's his music actually pulled from that. That's Michael on the Road '76. Have you ever considered one of your favorite songs growing up, one of your favorite songs currently, that you would sample and bring onto a Jake Allen song? Um, I've kind of thought about that. Um. There's a great artist now called Gautier who bases most of his music around sampling. Um, the song "Somebody I Used to Know," for example, um, Love the tune. that that's a great example of a song that it, that sampled something and became this massive hit. And now, actually, mm-hmm. the artist who he sampled it from is noted as a co-writer because of how instrumental that sample was to creating that vibe of that song. Um, me personally, I haven't really, I haven't dove into that yet, but. Um, I could see it as as something that might might happen in the future um, because I do I do see the value in there, there's a kind of different vibe that it adds when you when you do sample something that you can't really get from uh, playing it yourself. It, it adds this kind of nostalgic or eerie element a lot of the times that I do really like. Um, but yeah, as of now, have not dabbled in. Let me give you let me give you a case in point. Going back, you know, years ago. Um, some unknown artist by the name of Elton John. He has a great song called Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. And he was trying to get this choir to do the background. because you know, I really got to get, I want this harmonic, I want this four-part harmony, kind of like all of the Beach Boys, kind of have that vibe. And after he beat the living shit out of himself, he said, you know what? His producer said, why don't we just go ahead and hire the Beach Boys? And so a lot of people don't know that. Here's Elton John's one of his biggest hits, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, and that is the Beach Boys singing background. And so the wow. fact of the matter is when you, know, when you try to sit there and, you know, and go into the cauldron and start adding different, different flavors, and if you can't get the right flavor, just come out of pocket, man, and do the right thing. 
And I, and I ask that, and I say that to you with regards to sampling and two different uh, genres of music and so on that can play into it. Because, I'm, again, I'm going over your file, your portfolio, and, there's not, and I say this as a compliment. There's not one fucking song that sounds the same, you know, uh, uh, that I've listened to. And I kind of went through, all through it last night. And my wife and I sat back there, and she goes, wow, she goes, I'm really going to look forward to this, uh, this interview because I want to hear what he's got to say with that. And so with that said, you know, uh, older people like this really enjoying your music, let's go back for a second to someone who brought you into this world called your mother. Is mama proud of what you're doing right now? Does she get what her son's <laughs> doing? Does she support you, what you're doing? She, she actually is very proud, yes. Uh, she, she was a musician herself for a while oh, and cool, still kind of cool. dabbles in uh, B3 organ. But she was a she was a drummer on stage with my dad for 16 really? years. Yeah, and oh, um, so she she understands um, the industry and the and the grind of, of touring and stuff like that right. uh, to the degree that she can respect what I do and actually um, you know commend me for the the work that I'm putting in, which is really cool. I mean, it's cool to to be on the same page with her in that sense. So yeah, I think I think Mama's proud. <laughs> You know, and, and I say this because I, I'm the quintessential mama's boy. My mom I got, was alive. I lost my mom back in 92, but my mom was around long enough to see the success of her son. And I love the fans that are worldwide, but when my mama smiled, that was the biggest payback that I ever had in my life. And if mom told me, you know, it really sucks, I stopped doing it. You know, mama knows best, and that's the bottom line. But what I know best right now, brothers, we got 23 seconds left on the second segment. And we're going to be I'm going out of this. The next segment is all about... Jake Allen, how to um, support you, how to stalk you, um, your URLs, and so on. I'm going to have my buddy, the CEO of the network, coming to join. His name is Florentino. So when we come back on segment number three on Jackie's Groove, we're brought to you by this huge conglomerate called Intertalk Radio Network. You're into all things music. And I'm proud and privileged to have on my studio today, Emerging Monday, second show, Jake Allen. So guys, don't go anywhere. Take a, uh, we're taking a short break and uh, pay some bills. We're going to back out of short box. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Tim Dolbear, host of Sound Experience here on Intertalk Radio. And Source Connect by Source Element is the essential tool that we use to link between my studio in Austin, Texas, and the WS radio station in San Diego. Now, with Source Connect, not only can we communicate in real time and with HD audio, but it's synced up and is of a high enough quality that I can use it for real time ADR work, remote recording, and overdubbing, and it even allows me to remotely control a DAW. Source Connect by Source Element, affordable, high quality audio and video connection over the internet for all of your production needs. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on Intertalk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. Make this your vinyl night. I'm John J.R. Robinson, and every week, music creation comes alive through stories, experiences, and sounds when vinyl records filled our hearts and minds. My friends and I share our tips and techniques used in creation of iconic tracks for recording artists such as Michael Jackson, Eric Clapton, Quincy Jones, and Steve Winwood, to name a few. Vinyl has emerged hot, and the soul of vinyl defines art and passion, which burns deepest at night. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on entertalkradio.com. 
Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com. Hi, this is Michael McDonald, and you're listening to my good buddy Jackie Bertoni on Jackie's Groove. Here we go. Come journey with us through the rhythm of the music business with your host, Jackie Bertoni. Welcome back to the final segment, segment number three on Jackie's Groove. Guys, this is Jackie Bertoni. We're brought to you by Intertalk Radio Network. And I also want to say hi to all my, all of our sponsors out there. They keep the lights on in this place. And that's first and foremost, Calvin Lee and the Motley Crew over at Pitbull Audio, where they just want you to play it loud. You can reach them at pitbullaudio.com. And also to my simple choice uh, of, uh, for the last 23 years, Sabian, S-A-B-I-A-N.com. Thank you, gentlemen, for your support. Vader Drumsticks, uh, who have been giving my good wood for the past 24 years, and that's V-A-T-E-R.com. And also somebody, if you're not familiar with it yet, Jake, um, called Studio Instrument Rentals out here on the West and East Coast, um, SIR-USA.com, for all of your backline needs and all of your rehearsal studio needs also. And DW Drums, another sponsor, DWDrums.com, uh, and that's Drum Workshop Incorporated. And also a group that I'm most biased to. Going on 28 years, they've been supporting me and sponsoring me with all of my percussion rig. And they're called LP Music, and that's lpmusic.com. So with that said, paid a little bit of bills there. Yeah, I'm talking to this young musical brother who's got an, a very old soul. And I mean that as a compliment. Uh, he's got it together, man. If he doesn't make it, then you know what? I think it's going to be your fault, the listeners out there. Because the kid's got it going on, man. And when you get a chance, um, check out his music again. Go to jakeallenmusic.com. And while I'm on the phone with you, Jake, um, if you want to go ahead, you don't want to give any, thank you very much, Skype. If you don't want to give up anything here itself, but you've got a third album coming out. How far along are you? Are you done? Is it ready to be pressed? Share it with the audience. I am, uh, I'm actually sitting in the studio right now in front of okay. my, in front of my DAW. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting the final garnishes on the record right now, so to speak, um, uh, there's uh, there's about two mixes left that uh, need to be completed, but uh, I've been going at this record for about four years. Um, really? And I say I say that as in like every day working, um, not taking breaks really. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's the it's the first album that I've recorded with Pro Tools, uh, like we were talking about before. I've kind of just recently mm -hmm. gotten to the Pro Tools situation, and um, I gotta say, uh, the one thing about having so many options and uh, plugins available to you is it does kind of 
it seems to slow you down a little bit in the sense of wanting to make everything uh, sound exactly like it does in your head. And uh, mm-hmm. the the positive thing is I am getting there. It's just taking it's, it's taken a very long time. So um, within the next month, uh, this album will be completed and uh, it'll be sent off for mastering um, and will be released in the fall. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm at the very final stages. Very exciting. I can already feel the weight being lifted off my shoulders. Have we uh, come up with a title yet, or is there a working title with this? Yeah, the album is called Deviant Motions. I love it. I love it. Hey, let me ask you this question. Um, we talked about sampling on the last segment. Have you ever considered, and it's very, very big in the industry, and there's nothing wrong with it, it's actually paying homage to those that you have loved. Have you ever thought about covering a tune, an actual, not sampling, but covering and remaking a song by one of your... Um, idols or one of your inspirations growing up yes or no um well i mean i i have done that uh i haven't released any of any covers or remakes on any of my solo records but um i have uh so in my in my acoustic show that i've been touring with i i actually do a lot of remakes and they're more so remakes than they are covers actually they're um they're kind of um uh spin-offs of the song i suppose are um they're they're reimagined. So, for example, okay. I do a cover of a of a Beatles song, Eleanor Rigby, and um, Great song. musically, I mean, if if the if the vocal track wasn't there, you would not recognize it as Eleanor Rigby. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's uh, it's kind of part of my my acoustic show to take a lot of those songs and, and remake them. So so yes, I have have done that quite a bit. Jake, let me ask you a question: When you're in the studio, you're by yourself. Let's go let's go live on stage right now. Let's kind of walk in your shoes for a second. Are you easy to get along with? Are you a prick? Um, what's the f- overall <laughs> feeling of the, of the band? I mean, how much thumb do you have down on these players? Um, well, I mean, when it comes to the live band, um, I try not to be a prick. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out and say I'm not a prick. Uh, I'm a pretty I mean, You are I'm a front man. Easy guy. Yeah, well, from a lot of them, trust me, you, you're, you've, you've got that disease, man. You're called a lead singer. You guys well, have all been I, touched. You, you know, you I, I realize I realize the baggage that comes with being a band leader slash lead right. singer um, mm-hmm. slash person who's, uh, you know, putting the whole operation together. Um, so my my actually one of my main goals when I do get together with the band is to make it comfortable. And, I you know, I don't want to feel I don't want them to feel like. I'm a boss, you know, I'm, I'm an equal with them and they're just here, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have them around to, to help me to showcase this music. So, um, I do all that I can to avoid coming off as a prick. Um, and then, uh, when it, when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the solo show, um, I try to have the most, uh, friendly rapport with everybody as I possibly can, um, including the audience and the people that I'm touring with. So, um, so no, I'm not. I'm that's not. a good. That's a good answer, man. You know, and I got to tell you, the reason why you are on the show, obviously, the second show of the Emerging Mondays, but um, the CEO of our corporation was in Nashville last month for uh, Summer Nam, and that's how we got the hookup here uh, with the situation. So, with that said, um, he's out in the studio. He's out and about doing something, probably paying some bills. But uh, I want to bring him on right now. So Florentino, say hi to young Jake. Jake, say hi to Florentino. Florentino, how are you? Good, sir. 
So we we got you on, man. We got you on record time. You know, it's awesome. I'm glad to hear the tracks. I'm glad to hear you and Jackie cutting it and chopping it up. And uh, it's a it's a good thing. People need to know about your music. And you're and you're, you're a former San Diego boy, so that kind of also is kind of cool as well. Yeah, that's right. You're down there in San Diego, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're down here, and uh, Jackie's over in Temecula, and we got folks all over the country. So you know, that's how how we work. Actually, probably all over the world. It comes down to it, depending on who's on tour and whose shows up next. So, pretty cool stuff. And uh, what you guys are doing, man, is is uh, nothing short of awesome. And uh, you know, I hope you're you're enjoying it as much as we're enjoying listening to you. And uh, yeah. you know, with that with that said, um, this segment we really like to get how we can find out more about you. Can you give us some of your URLs and all the other fun stuff? Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, absolutely. Town, yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, if you just search Jake Allen, A L L E N, music uh, on Google, all of that stuff will pop up. Uh, my my website is jakeallenmusic.com, and uh, my Facebook, which is the social media that I'm most active on, is uh, facebook.com/slash jakeallenmusic. So pretty easy to find, um, and I would say if you are looking to uh, follow what I'm doing, the uh, the Facebook is the the most active link to uh, check out and follow me on there. Well, definitely, brother. Well, hey, man, you're now part of the Entertalk family, so you know we'll always be out there supporting you with whatever you're doing, whether it's on your own or with the accidentals. And uh, uh, you know, kind of a shout out to them. They were on. Uh, the talking about music education with the NAM Foundation, which we uh, produced with the NAM Foundation, and that was a great show. And it was kind of, you know, it's kind of a small world. You sit down to talk to to one one person, you meet another person, you realize it's really is, you know, uh, you know, it's small music world. So it was, it was good meeting you over at NAM, and I'm glad that we're able to spotlight you here. So uh, with that said, Mr. Bertone, Mr. Jackie's Groove, uh, Mr. What was it, Jackie Pants, percussion guy? That's it. That's, <laughs> that was. We'll talk about that later. We won't bring it up now, too. He's too young. His ears don't want to get flamed up here. <laughs> so, with that said, all right, Florentino, yeah. where you are, drive safely. We'll talk to you later on in the studio, and I'm going to go back and comedy on my own show. So, Tino, thank you, sir. And let's get back to yes. the crux of things here. Uh, JakeAllenMusic.com. So, Jake, let me ask you this question. I asked this. I think you're young enough. I can, uh, you know, you're young enough, but you've got an old soul. I always ask this question, and I'm going to ask you also too. Since you know you were raised in the uh, in the in the field of music, if Jake wasn't playing music today, producing or anything in the genre, uh, the field of music, what would you be doing? That's a good good question that I actually don't ever think about. <laughs> Probably should. Um, well, I've I've kind of always. Uh, had a an interest in human psychology uh, to a degree, so maybe something in the field of that. Um, but it's hard to say. I mean, I'm so wrapped up in this music thing that uh, sometimes it's hard. It's it's hard for me to think what I would do if I wasn't a musician. Um, but that's a fair answer. That's a really fair answer. Let me just jump in here. When you say because you know you're you're the third or fourth interview that they responded by saying psychiatry, psychologist, because the bottom line is you are. You know, you are doing that on stage. You're telling about someone's story. How many times have you sat there and read about somebody who was depressed or who was really, you know, on death's door 
and came out of it and said, if it wasn't for your music, I probably wouldn't be here today. I don't think there's a psychologist out there that can really take that, uh, you know, uh, take that too lightly or even take 100% credit about that. Music does calm the savage beast. Music brings out the best in everybody. And I firmly believe if you don't have music in your life, you don't have a life, my friend. That's the, uh, and that's just my personal take on things. And I also want to ask you this question, too, going back. I'm going to still treating you like you've been in the industry for 40 years. But I want you to share with the listeners and myself, if you've had this opportunity, I don't care if it's, you know, if it's worldwide or even local in your own area, where were you, what were you doing, and what song was it, if any, was the first time you heard Jake on the radio? The first time I heard myself on the radio? Correct. Uh, that would probably be, um, there's, a, there's a local station in Traverse okay. City over here in Michigan called uh, WKLT, and it's a rock station. And I think it probably would have been, I was probably 16 or so, I, I, I think I went on that show and uh, did an interview segment with, with a lady named Terry Ray on there, a uh, great radio DJ. And, um, and then I had, I heard it played back a couple weeks later on the radio and, um, yeah, it was pretty surreal, uh, to, to hear my music Absolutely. being played back on the radio. I mean, it's something that, that every artist, uh, probably aims for in their beginning stages. And then when it actually, when you actually hear it happening, it's like, Whoa, I actually made it onto the radio. <laughs> so yeah. You know, and that's a cool thing because, you know, I, you know, I don't have, you know, I'm on a an artist per se, I don't have my own album on it, even though I've been asked over the years to do one, I don't have any desire to do that. But the thing is, it's so beautiful, man. To this day, my wife and I were heading out to Las Vegas. We're driving, we stop at a little small uh, town called Barstow, and we go out to use the boys' uh, girl and, uh, boys room and the girls' room, and I'm coming out of the toilet, and I'm listening to myself on the radio on a great hit uh, by a uh, great reggae band called Big Mountain and a song called Baby, I Love Your Way, and that's a worldwide hit for them. It's a cover tune of, obviously, Peter Frampton's Baby, I Love Your Way. And to this day, you know, at the age of 57, I can walk out and I still want to stop and say, hey, everybody, that song you're listening to, that's all my percussion. You know, and, <laughs> and the fact is, it, it's, it's still, as I said before, I did a big thing called Oral History for Nam, And I said, the last thing it said on the in, uh, interview was, um, to the young brothers and sisters out there, this never gets old. You know, and that's the whole thing. We don't get in this business to starve, my friend. I mean, anybody wants to be a starving musician, then you're a cop out. You don't have the ability to be a person who is affluent or a person who can make a living as a working musician. I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, uh, what's the word I want to use? It's a story in progress, you know, and, and you, you, the thing you, the time you've come down and you learn the industry, then you're dead because every day you wake up, there's something new to, uh, to learn and so on. And there's something also about there about promotion. You know, people that, that's, that you play, you're playing your gear for a reason. And I'm just going to go back off here itself, you know, because I'm all about music and I'm all about gear and I'm all about endorsements. I spoke about that earlier. But the fact is now you choose of all the plays, uh, the music that you're looking for um, guitar wise. Uh, you want to put a shout out to Gretsch and talk about who you use right now. Who are you playing on stage or in the studio? Um, well, I'm doing the acoustic thing mainly right now on the road. Mm -hmm. So uh, absolutely. The company that's been instrumental in me uh, obtaining my sound is Takamini Guitars, um, which uh, their their pickup systems and their guitars are are really excellent for what I do. Um, they're the only guitar that I feel like that comes stock that mm -hmm. sounds like a custom pickup system. I mean, it's like uh, I do a lot of tapping and uh, percussive stuff on the body of the guitar, so right. uh, the palathetic pickup 
um, which is the pickup that comes in their guitars, um, it already has a great sound that's tailored to that type of playing. So um, definitely that company has been instrumental in uh, helping me to get where I am with my live show. And uh, I w- actually just at at Nashville Summer Nam uh, two weeks ago when I was there, um, one of their uh, main guitar builders, Makoto Terasaki, he uh, has he's offered to build me a custom Takamine guitar, which is something that I've had dreams about since I was since I was a, a little boy playing my first Takamine EF three thirty or uh, EF three forty one guitar, and uh, so that's that's kind of a, a recent milestone, which is uh, really really awesome for me. So I definitely want to give them a shout out and say thank you to David and Tom and. Makoto and everybody over at Takamini Guitars. You know, I got to tell you, you mentioned a little suck about tapping and being percussive on your guitar. I love one of your songs, man. I listened to it a couple times last night. I think it's called Tapping, or well, you know, a song I'm talking about, obviously. That's um, uh, yeah, Tappy Thang. <laughs> yeah, man, that's very, very cool. I kind of, you know, again, anything that's got anything that's got to do with syncopation, that's all about that. That's a, that's the the curse of being a, a percussionist. You know, where I can yeah. lend my talents. You know, what I can add the color around, or the picture around the frame, and vice versa. So. With that said, brother, you know what, man? This was a very, very enjoyable conversation, man. And i got to tell you, when, this, when the studio brought it to me about Emerging Mondays, I was a little bit apprehensive, man. I mean, I'm always about here about paying it forward. But, man, you made this easy, man. Again, it's like talking to an old brother, and I really, really appreciate it. I hope you had a good time, man. I really I hope had a you great had a good time, time on, on Jackie's Groove and self. And as I said, depending on Paul's workload, as soon as this, this uh, segment is edited and ready for ears, I mean, our listening audience is huge when it comes back on the uh, on the archive. And you guys can always check this out, obviously, at www.intertalkradio.com slash Jackie's Groove or www.jackiesgroove.com. Scroll down to Episodes on Demand and check out Jake Allen. You guys don't want to go anywhere, man. You want to enjoy this young brother, man, and support him, man. Go on to where music sold, iTunes. Uh, if it's on CD Baby or Amazon, support this young man. So with that said, Jake... We're out, man. Thank you so much for being part of Emerging Mondays, the second artist. And uh, we're looking forward to anything coming up. So with that said, everybody, thank everybody. And our should say everybody, thank Jake Allen for being part of this amazing thing. Jake, I love you, brother, man. Thank you so much. As I say with everybody, peace through music. This is Jackie Bertoni from Jackie's Groove. Come join me weekly on my journey through the music business as I take you behind the velvet rope, interviewing industry notables such as Al DiMiola, Michael McDonald, and Al Jarreau, to name but a few. Listen to their stories on being in the studios recording number one hits and onto the stages throughout the globe. Allow me to be your music historian. You can hear me live every Monday at 2 p.m. and every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time or 24-7 on Jackie'sGroove.com. Ready to get your groove on? Hi, this is Tim Dolbear from Eclectica Studios. I'm a full-time mixing and recording engineer. I work with Grammy winners, labels, and indie artists using state-of-the-art digital mixing and restoration tools and the very best in analog gear. Really, though, it's my ability to bring tracks to life and fulfill your vision for your music. This has made me sought after by producers and artists worldwide. So spend your time working on music and not chasing a mix down a rabbit hole. Go to timdolbear.com and check out our free one-song mix offer. You know what's all around you every waking moment of your life? Marketing. You're choking on it. I'm Scott Robertson, and when it comes to strategic PR, branding, and marketing, I've seen it all. And actually, I'm still seeing it because bad marketing never sleeps. 
Join me each week on May the Best Brand Win right here on InterTalk Radio and learn how to make the marketing for your brand unforgettable. Are you serious about your music? Are you ready to run with the big dogs? The experts at Pitbull Audio have the gear to get you into the game. From leading manufacturers like Mesa Boogie, Fender, Pioneer, and American Audio. To sound your best, you need the best. Pitbull Audio can deliver in rehearsal, on stage, and into the big time. Dropping beats, shredding guitar, or making the crowd roar. Whatever you dream, Pitbull Audio can help make it happen. We are Pitbull Audio. We want you to play it loud. PitbullAudio.com.